This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was musicals. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is now episode number 184. 184, Billy. Appro- Add it to the tally. Approaching 200? Yes. At 200, do we stop? No. Oh. We're only getting started. Got it. Right before we did this, you said, <laughs> uh, I think we're finding our voice. <laughs> Finally. Because hitting we walked through some of our recent... Oh, yeah. Hitting our stride. Yes. Because we walked through some of our recent episodes. Yes. And... Um, Free shit on Craigslist. Right. Weird Al Yankovic colors. Right. Have been our past three. God. There is no <laughs> rhyme or reason. <laughs> no rhyme nor a reason. Right. Yes. Yeah. We don't. We can't like have a specific segment of demographic uh, no. when we're going that off the or wall. Or scattershot. Scattershot. Where you have a little bit of something for no one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a little bit of nothing or a little bit of nothing for for everyone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either way, someone will be disappointed in the process. Yeah, someone's left out. Um, episode 184. Yes. Um, Adam, it is now September. It's yes. It's now fall. Yes. Uh, I imagine fall is one of your more favorite seasons coming it's, from the Northeast. It's the best, man. Right? It's yeah. the best. Yeah. Fall, isn't it? Isn't it like, I, I don't know, I feel like it objectively, empirically is the best season. <laughs> yeah, the season that comes out of the extreme season, it's always like spring is the best yeah. because it's no longer winter. Mm-hmm. And it's like fall is the best because it's no longer summer. Yes, exactly. It's like you need like the torturous highs and lows of the season prior yes. to really make you enjoy that. Living in LA, I mean, this is, could, nothing could be more cliche than saying this, but like it does have like, you have like four days of fall. Mm. It's just like November 11th through 15 kind of feels like fall and that's it right and it's then just back like, to the heat it's just sort of summer on all sides right it? right, it's, right, like, right. There, it's like a week we get like a week of autumn right and that's nice what is evocative about fall to you when fall comes around what do you think of? one more layer of clothes really just like you sweater fa- weather sweater people love sweater weather Come on. and they love talking about it yeah They're like it's almost sweater weather <laughs> did you pack a sweater oh you brought a sweater i should have brought a sweater we're not going on the boat you should bring a sweater it's so funny do you think half of it is just the sort of tactile auditory joy of saying sweater weather mm. of just like when you can get doesn't a, hurt it doesn't <laughs> hurt when you can get a rhyme right just sort of colloquially in the right. in daily life i don't know if i'm forcing in a sweater weather into my conversation <laughs> yeah but when the opportunity is there to talk about sweater weather sweater, sweater, sweater weather, weather yes i will <laughs> i will talk about it yes um i do think people like uh sweaters though i think sweaters yeah. are maybe maybe the most universally popular piece of clothing universally accepted yes yeah Why some people might not is? wear jeans yes some people might not wear this or yes. that i think a sweater is just like Raw comfort. Yeah, it's just it's comfort. a hug. It's like a cotton hug. Yes, a cashmere hug. And there are like so, there's like a myriad versions of sweater. I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm. But my go to in my go one of my go to high school pieces of clothes. Yes, was the Abercrombie snowflake sweater. You know what I'm talking about? Oh wow, you had one of those? <laughs> yeah, it was like the sweater. Damn, <laughs> you didn't have you didn't have an Aeropostale uh, roll neck. Oh, I did. You gotta have the. Oh, roll neck. I did. Those those sweaters weighed like sixteen pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like those things were like a child hanging from your collar. Yes. Right. Aero a roll Post- neck sweater. Yes, from yeah. Aeropostel. Yeah. And Abercrombie had the 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 one but just like it was beige and just had the dark blue snowflake. Snowflake. Cool. Yeah, accepted. Cool. Yeah. I mean Abercrombie <laughs> kids were the haves and Aeropostel kids were the have nots. No doubt. I mean, I was a have not, so uh, I say that without judgment. I di- I was like I dipped and splurged onto the snowflake. That was like the one Abercrombie Yo, real. 
Right. I'm no, you save I'm up no half. You save up for the Abercrombie snowflake. Come on. No doubt. I'm, Arap- I'm, living, I'm living with you, the plebeian, in Aeropostale. No doubt. I am not an Abercrombie guy. I can't afford a snowflake. I can afford one thick stripe. Left to right yes. on my Aeropostale sweatshirt. There was a kid at my high school who only wore Abercrombie, and he also drove a BMW, and that seemed okay. right. And it was just like, you're the one wealthy. You can afford that life. Exactly. You're all about that life. That is a life. Right. Yes. Abercrombie and Mercedes. That was like, yes, Sweet. his own brand. Right. Um, we've been talking about rhyme or reason. Today, uh, we are we are sort of on the subject of rhyming. Mm. Um, we are going to be talking about uh, a subject that interests both you and I very yes. much, uh, which is musicals. Yeah. Something that I'm actually shocked that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Why <laughs> haven't we talked about it yet? Oh, have we not gotten around to musicals? Have we done any sort of critical analysis on theater? I don't think we've really done any critical analysis on theater. That's like one of your central interests and skills. I do. Well, I appreciate that. I do like I do like it and mm. yours. Yeah. We're a theater. We are, I hate to box us in, we're theater guys. Sure. Oh, big time. Big time. We're theater guys. I'm man enough Sp- to admit it. Specifically musical. Right. Specifically musical We like guys. when they sing. Yes. We like when they sing. One of your favorite things, yes. artistic entities yes. and pieces of intellectual property, yeah. I would say, is the Broadway musical Les, Les Miz. Rob. No I doubt. would say that's one of your favorite The greatest story thing. ever told. Okay. The greatest story ever told. Well, can you tell, can you, can you take me back to the first time you intersected with Les Mis? Uh, or like, yes. Yes. In my mom's uh, Hyundai Excel. <laughs> Uh, CD player, no big deal. Uh, and I was lifting up the armrest, and in which inside the armrest was two CDs. Yes. One was Bonnie Raitt, and the other was the lame is like 25th anniversary Broadway cast. It's recording. the 90s, gang. We got Cosette <laughs> sitting on the front, hair blown to the left. Yes. And it's just like evocative. Cosette on the image is generally my age. Yes. Open it up, oh, that's pop okay. it into the Hyundai Excel. One of the first songs you hear is like the prologue, or do you hear the people sing? And we're off. What now? It just hooked you right away. There's something about the gravitas, something about the grandiosity of Les Mis, the operatic nature of it. It was just like, this is you. I yep. got you, Bill. Yeah, there I was there was a couple. The songs aren't too difficult to interpret. Yeah. They're pretty straightforward. Yes. They're like talking about what they want and what they want to do now. Yes. There was also this song by Cosette, Castle on a Cloud. Yep. I was that age. Yep. I was like the age of the voice that was singing. It's yep. like an eight-year-old singing about a dream world somewhere where it's like different than this it's version pretty, of France. It's pretty. It's haunting. Right. And like also I always thought it would make a great hip-hop sample. I'm shocked sure. if it hasn't been sure. sampled. It was right. like sim- – there was something so simple about the melody. Yeah. Beautiful I think musicals song. would make excellent hip-hop samples. Yeah. Excellent. There's a couple different lines in different musicals that I was like that would be a great yes. sample. It's like when Jay-Z sampled Annie for that song. It was like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, wow. Yeah. Cats – this musical Cats has so many lines lines in it that it's like oh that like crosses over with hip-hop so yeah seamlessly. yeah but yes. that's another story yes. but then yeah just watching Les Mis then you see I saw it on Broadway a couple of times did you and it was like you root for Jean Valjean the yes. dude stole a loaf of bread to feed his family gets thrown in jail okay come on exactly he comes out of jail and now he's ready to fix the rights of everything that's happened before. Meanwhile, the French Revolution is happening. And it was like a history lesson. Yeah. It's an opera. It's a love story. Javert is a great villain. It's yeah. like you could sort well, of – quits. There's yeah. very rarely a bad guy who just quits. Is that what happens to him? He jumps, off, li- the, he jumps off the bridge. He suicides. I'm done. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm done and then with he this musical. Sh- and then, yeah, and then he sees <laughs> Valjean. And he's like, I get it. He's a decent guy. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I, he, the villain comes around and sort of has and, a moral and, reckoning. And kills himself. That's really good. Yeah. That's really, really, really it's good. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that is my, bar none my favorite musical. By far. We grew up with Phantom of the Opera and um, that. In yes. House. Like just playing on our speakers. Yes. There was a little bit more like dramatic like albums floating around, but like I couldn't get into Miss Saigon. 
Me neither. I know you have a helicopter that comes down from the ceiling. I get it. I but get like, it. still, my child's impressed. brain isn't ready for that. Yeah, Billy Joel did that in one of his songs, too. I'll rather listen a to that. helicopter? Yeah, he had a song with a helicopter. What was it? Wait, did he use a helicopter on, like, the CD or, like, the CD. in the Billy the Joel CD. Broadway the show? The CD. He didn't drop in a helicopter. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't he have a song about – he has some song about Vietnam. I know he does. I'm just not – I can't pull it up in this moment. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but point being, yeah, I was never a Miss Saigon. I, n- I couldn't really get on board with Miss Saigon too what much. What was your number one? So my number one was Les Mis, Les Mis. growing up. That was my entry point to want to that was hear your entry more, point. no doubt. My entry point was definitely Fiddler on the Roof as a oh, young yeah. Jewish boy. Yeah. It feels like it's a bit of a rite of passage to like know about Fiddler on the Roof. Are you familiar with Fumacera? Fumacera, yes. Okay. Yep. I am... Am... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, so yes. you can still shock me after all these years, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You finish your story, and then I'll give you a Are Fumacera you, story. Billy's sitting here with his legs crossed, very erudite and professorial. Are you familiar with Fumacera? I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Fiddler on the Roof is definitely my probably my first foray into musicals. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my Nana had that soundtrack. We listened to it a lot as a kid, just like, again, like— Is Fiddler on the Roof, that is Tevia? That's Tevia. And match, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match? You got it. Oh, nice. That, you got it. What's the— why? If who, I were who, a rich man. If I were a rich man. Biddy, 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 bum. biddy, biddy, bum. So like— <laughs> All day long, I'd biddy, biddy, bum. If, if I was a wealthy man. You got it. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's right, which has been sampled. Biddy time. Biddy time. Yeah, musical biddy should. bum. Yes, biddy yeah. bum. Bum, biddy, bum. <laughs> Um, so who's the, the fiddler? What is what is the what is the significance of the fiddler on the roof? Um, I think that they literally spell out the metaphor in the musical as okay. musicals are wont to do. Sure. Uh, what is it exactly? I can't. I mean, it's the first image that you see. Like the musical starts with like it takes place in the small Russian town of Anatevka, the small village mm-hmm. at the sort of turn of the. 19th or like the end of the 1800s pogrom the czar pogrom jewish persecution and we have that like the lights come up on just like a lone fiddler and it's right there already yeah. like as a young Jew, it's like do I, we reference him do the characters say like oh the fiddler's back on the i roof. believe the last line of the musical is like like a fiddler on the <laughs> Like, like what I put is like multiple times in the musical. They 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 jam it in. It's jammed. Right. The writer said we will say fiddler on the roof four times. And I dare I say it's the last line of the show. Like a fiddler on the the roof. roof. And the crowd just cheers (laughs) and stands up. Wow, they said it! Yes. Right. I have to say, totally adjacent, when I went to see John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's Broadway show, Oh Hello, yeah. one of the funniest jokes was that, like, running jokes, was that they their set was just borrowed sets from oh, all funny. other previous Broadway funny. musicals. Funny, Okay? So, like, their John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's quote-unquote family photo was, like, the family photo from, like, Raising in the Sun, just like a black family hanging yes. out. Okay. And then, like, midway, like, maybe two-thirds, maybe right before the intermission, two-thirds, one of the biggest laughs of the entire thing, at one point, a huge Scrim drop like a huge scrim drops down and it's Fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're there. <laughs> so funny. Is Cat on a Hot Tin Roof also a musical? Not a musical. That is a Tennessee Williams play. People that, love from, roots. Play, be, play, <laughs> playwrights love roofs. It's a, it's a metaphor? People like the roof? Oh, people. Huh. <laughs> I wonder why roofs are so popular with playwrights. Do you wonder that? <laughs> I have it until this moment. Cat on a Hot Tin, Fiddler on the... I mean, that's just tip of my tongue. <laughs> I'm sure there's other roof plays out there. We'll look into it. I think you're probably right. If you are a no-joke listener and you're a fan of musicals or plays, tell what? us some other roof plays. What's the roof significance? Yeah, t- tweet at us, at nojokepod, hashtag roof musicals. 
Roof musicals. Exactly. Um, long story short, uh, I was too nervous. I didn't really want to be in the school play in yes. elementary school, but yes. my mom knew that I wa- she wanted me around the theater. So the school asked me to push Frumacera around. She stood on a ladder. <laughs> She's a ghost. She stood on a ladder. A ladder with wheels. And they said, we're going to cover it with a cape, and you're going to stand under the cape. You can't see anything. <laughs> you can't see anything, Billy. Well, that seems dangerous. It is. Yeah. And it was. But I didn't know the rules of theater. I thought, this is just what you do. Yeah. And they said, push her in this very specific pattern <laughs> in circles. And so I was like, all right, but I can't see. And they're like, she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll be fine. She's already a ghost. After one uh, dry run of the show, I believe that they pulled me out because it was so hazardous. <laughs> Hillary Scott almost went flying off the front of the stage on every rotation. And like you, how could you have been expected to do anything? You couldn't see anything. I was under a black cape. <laughs> you couldn't see. With my head down, and I was just pushing and making random lefts and rights. Billy! You know, like a witch does. Like a ghost might. Like a macera might. <laughs> so Hillary Scott, if you are listening to this, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're okay. I didn't like that role. And wonderful performance. Yes. Wonderful performance. For Macera. That's right. Sure. That's exactly right. First act break. Jesus. Billy, that's funny. First act break. Okay. Do we have to play a musical? I mean, definitely not. No. I mean, like for sure not. Okay. Uh, I'd be interested in one of these. I mean, I mean, we certainly can. Sure. Um, There's the uh, the rich girl remix. If I was a rich girl, yeah. Let's do it all day long. Really? Yeah. Of course. That's the one. I wonder who sings it. This was like a staple. Did this make it to you? Like reggae, cool reggae songs when you were a kid. Action! It's a remix. That one did. That one did. For that example, one, that, one made that one poked through. I feel like Rich Girl was up there too. That was from that era. That oh, Rich Girl. Oh wow! On. Show Great. me some respect. Of course it was. Great. Of course, respect. You want to hear it? Uh, definitely. <laughs> okay, we'll hear that Rich Girl song. We'll be right back. It samples Fiddler on the Roof. Great. <laughs> Never switch. 
good family and if me rich, I can know me woulda treasure me be and if me rich, things woulda run neatly and if me rich, coulda coulda have enough to can eat. Worldwide thing, this is a worldwide thing. Rich is getting richer while they poor are getting sing. Worldwide thing, this is a worldwide thing. Rich is getting richer while they poor are getting sing. Rape your reef, but you never did so. Rich today, you could be poor tomorrow. Mind your back and watch your enemies grow. Money, it is nice, but can lead to sorrow. Welcome back to the No Joe Podcast. We're talking musicals. That was Luchi Lu and Michi One Luchi with Lu. Rich Girl. Luchi Lu. Luchi Lu. Not Lucy Lu. Do you? That's what it was. Yeah. I was no. like, what is there? <laughs> Not Lucy. My ears are hearing something. Luchi Lu. Lucy Lu. Lucy Lu with a speech impediment. Right. Lu. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. like Lucy Lu mid-sneeze. Yes, exactly. Luchi Lu. Yes. Um, okay. So that was the hot reggaeton track yeah. adaptation of Feather on the Roof. Not bad. Very, very good. Second act of the No Joke Podcast. Beautiful. In this act, we like to talk about our present lives with... Yes. The subject. Yes. Adam, you mentioned that your parents are going to see Hamilton, yeah. the musical, yes. on Thursday. Yes, by the time this podcast episode comes out, they will have seen Hamilton, putting them in the upper echelon and the privileged few in this world. You mentioned have actually seen it. It's been IRL. out for like five years, six years, seven years. Something. It's been out for a while. Yeah. You mentioned that your parents, and this is in Albany, yes. not the Broadway play. Definitely had not. Had to get the tickets years in advance? Years. Months in advance? Uh, years. Really? I think that they, I mean, they can't specify and correct me. I want to say that they got these tickets like a year, like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. for this. Now, <laughs> have you ever bought something a year and a half ago for you? Two Whoa, years? no, like, I, honestly don't, I honestly don't think so. Right. A like year... I made investments that yes. like in 40 years yes. that will pay off. I would say like a semester of college would be the closest thing. Right. I was like, I'll but never be... like a ticket to something. No. Right. No. Right. right. Definitely not. Some people do that. Yeah. And then they have plans. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I might like to try that just for fun. Just like book All something right. now for like 2030. Just... Right. Uh, for 2030, <laughs> that is know. that is bold. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm doing something that day. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but they're going to see Hamilton, which uh, I mean, have you seen it? Have not seen it. Have not seen it. Well versed in the soundtrack, are you? Sure. I mean, like, it it feels fun that we're living in this sort of, like, age of Lin-Manuel Miranda where we have this, like, mu- musical theater savant mm. who, like, is a, our peer, basically, that, yeah. like, writes <laughs> is, like, a genius right. and could just, like, crank out these innovative musicals. He feels like the pivot point, culturally. Yeah. In, like, musicals. Where yes. it was, like, there were certain very specific rules you had to have, yes. or, like, to be a successful musical on Broadway. Yes. And then he stepped up, and In the Heights and Hamilton were, like, pivoting. Yeah. Where it was, like... There's, like, younger people who like different types of music. It can just kind of be just hip-hop, right? Like, it can just be, like, a rap. It can just be rap. (laughs) Why do you think that his rap is so easily digestible? Like, my parents, when they listen to rap, like, my mom is open to it, but she she will claim she can't understand it. Yes, well... Why is his so... Is it just because it's Annunciation and Broadway? And I mean this with no shade to Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is literally a genius, but it's like theater kid... It's like dorky theater kid rap. What do you mean by that? Like, just simple A-B structure... No, not even structurally. I just mean, like, get really articulate and really clear. Right. As much of a theater voice as it is rapping. It's yes, just like, right. almost, it's like right. almost closer to, like, Because singing. that is the responsibility of the performer is, like, you have to hear the words that I'm saying. Because my words are actually telling the story That's you're watching. the whole thing. Right. It's not just mood and emotion and that, performance. It's, it's being clearly heard. It's, it's, a, it's a real gift and, like, frankly, difficult to, like, ra- I mean, like, the words per minute. I mean, like, those... 
Hamilton, I'm not as familiar with In the Heights, but Hamilton is so lyrically dense. Yes. There are just simply so many words. Right. Simply so many. Do you know if there's words in between the songs? Like, do people talk oh, and then I, they go into song? Or I, is it like, this song, this song? I think it's this song, this song. I think it's really? like operatic in that way. I don't know. But like but with I most think. musicals, like with most musicals, is there like short scenes yeah. that bring us to the next song? Sometimes not short. Sometimes scenes. I mean, like, right. I think that the, and again, I don't know the technical term. I, 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 uh, yes. I mean, I think that's most musicals. Okay. And it's only some that are more operatic and just song, Pure song, song. Songs. Song takes us to the next. Right. Such as Les Mis, right? Les Mis, I want to say, is operatic in that way. I don't know if they're like there, scene. Maybe they're a little scenelets. There must be scenes. Yeah. There must be, right? Maybe. Oh, of course there are. Of course, of course. there are. I think there are scenes. Right. Because yeah. you got to like get through Bridge some. to the songs. You have to get through some exposition. Yes. But. Yeah, I don't know if there's specific rules to the I world. think Hamilton, I want to say Hamilton is a little more operatic in that way where it's like just the songs. Mm. It's like the show is just the songs. There are people who don't like musicals, correct? Yeah, what's wrong with them? I Why not? I don't know. Why not? I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the mind of a person who doesn't like musicals. I, for a get, I mean, look, I get that like there is a hoax factor, that there's like a cheese, especially to, like the Rodgers and Hammerstein, like Oklahoma, South Pacific, like what, tell me about Hello those. Dolly. Tell me about those real quick. What makes those those? Um, well, I mean, Rodgers and Hammerstein were, like, the sort of godfathers of, like, the I think of, like, the modern American musical. And, like, again, that's, like, Carousel and maybe even Sweet Charity, I think, is there. So, I'm like, like, what we think of when we think of, like, tippity-tap and the con- funny song and the perfect songs and the cheery smile. Got and, like, it. that Got is, it. like – Got it. Rogers. Super wide smile, like yeah, right, right, right. like musicals, right, like everyone's right. too made up and talks like this, right? And just like I think that is like the paradigm of like that Rodgers and Hammerstein vibe. Uh, and I get rolling your eyes at that because, like, that's cheesy. And, frankly, I find that annoying, too. I don't really like Annie. Like, Annie, to me, anno- like, the music annoys me. Really? I'm not, I don't even I, – I, it's – That's interesting. Can... What about that musical? Because, uh, like, that is that is in the mind of what we're trying to figure out. It's like, who doesn't like musicals and why? Yeah. Why, do, why What about Annie? Is it just the songs don't connect to you? The songs don't connect to me. I need a little – I mean, I think this is the thing. I do want a little darkness. I want a little darkness. It can't be, like, chipper and – and um, She lived with so- Aunt Miss Hannigan. It's dark. It's bleak. She's an orphan. Yeah. And like, and like the subject matter is bleak, but like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just a taste thing. I right. don't like the music that much. Interesting. Just the songs I don't like. Cool. I like that one song. What song? Maybe far away. I mean, it's, or maybe it's tearjerker. It's I mean, that's a good one. That's yeah. Science. Yeah. Right. Um, but other than that, I'm not crazy about the music. The story never grabbed me. It feels thin. So I understand like having that reaction to certain musicals. Although we are living in this beautiful time right now. Yes. We're like one of the most popular musicals on Broadway these days. I think one of Tony last year was this sort of Oklahoma is this Rodgers and Hammerstein musical right. that's like Oklahoma where the wind blows and down the way hey, hey. and it's like pa 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 and uh, re- very representative of that like American musical right. apple cheeked and dimples uh-huh. and like this new version is like this deconstructed minimalist da- like really embracing the darker tones of what the story is about wow. which is like there, I mean like there's you a can murder do that? you can, you can do remix, that you can remix plays yes how. Just Doesn't like, Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, do they have to give you their clearance? That's a good question. I think they you, probably they must. do. Of course, uh, of course, they like own the all estate. the intellectual property of that play. Totally right, and it's like the estate of Rodgers and Hammerstein. Had to, I'm sure had to like approve and like 
do do that. Uh-huh. But like, it was awesome that it was like uh, that it was like, and ja- our friend Jacqueline, who just moved here, who's a big theater person, just saw it. It was like it was amazing, right? And it was just like because it didn't rewrite anything, but just simply the reframing and the restaging and taking off that like glitz and sheen of, of like the musical and really just stripping it down and like, holy shit, this is a dark story. Oh my right, god, right, it was right, that right. the darkness was being masked by like the musical right, of it, and right. like if you take that away, whoa, this is that's, this is grim and that's this is true cool. Of most I imagine musicals. Yeah. I mean, like, Les Mis is dark yeah, as hell. It really is. Children or parents are dying. Yeah. Kids are dying. Yes. Like people are just losing characters left and right. Yes. It's just, like, war-torn country. It is true. But the song can, like, just, like, trick you into thinking this is, like, powerful. and Yeah. yeah. I guess I guess that's maybe one of the powers of musicals. That, like, it does sort of, like, the, the simple musicality of the of the art form does sort of buy you or like give you permission to like explore like pretty my favorite musical ever is cabaret which is is about nazis oh. i mean that's just about like berlin in the 30s oh. and like the nazi and like the is it the story the, or the songs both baby but if you had to say in a musical if one was a little bit worse than the other like if one didn't really like hold up but the other one was good enough which one would like that's a great question. derail a play that's a, a really good question would i rather see a musical with like great songs and a mediocre story or vice versa right which that one? That's a really good. That's a really good question. Um, to me, a little bit. I want. I mean, like, I'm inclined to say the songs because, like, that's the soundtrack. You. That's what you're like listening to. That's right. like the sort of commodifiable like right. takeaway. Like, you buy the CD and you listen to the CD. That's a big thing. I it's imagine. like the songs. That's a huge second revenue stream for plays. Soundtrack. Right. The soundtrack. Right. But I have to tell you, the thing that sticks with me about theater story is the story. Naturally. Is the story. Right. So otherwise, like, it's kind of just like a concert. Yeah. Exactly. Right. If you don't care, it's just like random songs you kind of like. That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. So to me, like, uh, uh. I guess it's the story. Yeah. What about what about you? What, what would where would, do you think your bias would lie? I think same. Yeah, I think same. But like, it's a hard it's a hard thing to watch bad music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like bad theater is its own just joke. Yes, but bad music sometimes it's like oh like I, all music is good. Why is yeah. it? Why isn't this that good? This is worse than no music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Whether it's like and it takes just one thing. Yeah. Like if the singer's a little flat or if the song just isn't interesting or something, it's like I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's hard to like pull yourself in. Yes. Right. And now that we're talking about this, it's like mu- like now I'm fascinated by this idea of like musicals. I guess for the not, I mean like there's so many different kinds of musicals. Musicals can be a million different things, but like they are pretty dark. <laughs> like a lot of the Music Man, like a guy who came in was just trying to swindle the city. And yeah, get out. I guess so. Like and like a chorus line's about like how hard it is to be an a- like cat. Like I mean, Cats is pretty out there, right? Cats is pretty out there, and like, isn't that just essentially like an adaptation of those weird T.S. Eliot poems about like Jellicle cats? That makes sense. And like, I'm pretty sure that the plot of Cats is just like there is no plot, right? They're just like introducing themselves over so the then course of a night. They die, and right. like one of them wants to die. Uh-huh. So that's pretty dark, I hair, guess. But hair the musical. Dark. I mean, like hair is just like that's Marina's favorite. We've seen that a couple times and seen yeah. the movie and listened to the soundtrack. It's like shit is dark. Yeah, I mean, it's just like as like New York City's turning over and it's like war, like yes. Vietnam is in the background and hippies and like drug culture and all these kind of things trying to figure it all out. Yeah, but like the songs are so beautiful. Yes, you know what I mean, and it's even the comedy is like maybe the two most sort of like pure pound for pound belly laugh experiences I've ever had in a in on a day ever. Was one Spamalot? Okay, the three. Yes. The three. Yes. Spamalot was de- de- definitely yes, one. Yes, no doubt. Seeing the producers. Yes. The musical. Yes. Like, like waiting online with my friend Benton for like literally overnight. Like I was that weird. That was the closest I ever came to like buying a ticket. You were, you were going, you were going crazy for that. Like you were, you needed that. <laughs> yeah, you were ready amazing. for that. It was amazing. Right. So like that. And the, but then seeing Book of Mormon. That was it. That's the funniest one. The Book of Mormon. That is, is definitely the funniest one. I agree. Yeah. 
that's the that to me is a little bit like the height that is like I don't know. So from a comedy perspective, I just like there's something um, divine about mu- comedy music, and yes. this is what we're talking about with Weird Al. Right. It's just like there's just that is like it is certainly it is like the most ecstatic yes. in like the religious well sense of the yes, word. Right. It's like the most ecstatic form of comedy is right. like musical comedy. When he I sings the word Orlando as loud as he yo! can, that's the first note of the song. <laughs> I, we were we were screaming so loud. I was apologizing to the people around me in the crowd because I thought I was ruining their experience. I was it was making me scream like <laughs> scream. It's hysterical. Yeah, it's hysterically funny. Yeah. So like from a comedy perspective, I just think that like the like musical the the very form itself can elevate the very spirit of co- comedy and like what it is. I support that. So it's deeply deeply funny. But I was going to say even the funniest people do but dark shit. The book of more like dark quote unquote dark. But, but the more I mean, you're talking about a Africa AIDS maggots in my scrotum just like horrible maggots my scrotum (laughs) that quick three (laughs) they're talking about horrible things maggot my scrotum (laughs) correct the producers is also touches on Hitler and uh, I mean it's hilarious I mean spam a lot obviously not Monty Python was just pure silliness but but drama uh, Drama, drama, right? Keeps drama. you hooked a little bit. A drama good problem, behind. yeah. Some problem, some joke. Yes, exactly. Second act break. Great. Second act break. Okay, great. Uh, dealer's choice, Ed. It's on you. It's on me. Yeah. Okay. We gave rich girl. To, I chose rich girl. Okay, great. Why don't you? Uh, I have a yen to hear something from a musical, please. I have a yen. I haven't heard. When I go back and listen to this episode, I'm going to think, what would I want yeah, to hear right now? Exactly. I'll be listening. I'll be consuming this. Right. I like musicals. Something up tempo, maybe a ballad. Something up tempo, perhaps. Maybe a ballad. I'm thinking about Book of Mormon. Some sort of epilogue, maybe. Something that ties it all together. Book of Mormon. The best song from Book of Mormon, which is one of my, one I just think one of the funniest things. I'm listening. I believe it's called You and Me, but mostly me. Oh me you, God! I right. mean, this is what and this is my point about like this is this is the fu- like this is so funny. Right. I'm like it's funny because it's being sung. Yes. I'm like it's but mostly me. That is ridiculous. <laughs> we'll we'll lock down the name of this song after we play it. This Great. is from the Book of Mormon. I've always had the hope that on the day I go to heaven Heavenly Father will shake my hand and say You've done an awesome job, Kevin Now it's our time to go out and set the world's people free And we can do it together, you and me But mostly me And me, but mostly me, are gonna change the world forever. Cause I can do most anything, and I can stand next to you and watch. Every hero needs a sidekick, every captain needs a mate, every dinner needs a side dish on a slightly smaller plate. And now we're seeing eye to eye, it's so great we cannot. Heavenly Father has chosen you and me, just mostly me. Something incredible, I'll do something incredible. I want to be the Mormon who changed all of mankind. My best friend. Something I've foreseen, now that I'm 19. I'll do something incredible that blows God. Mind. And as long as we stick together, and I 
about to change for you And life is about to change for me And life is about to change for you and me But me mostly And there's no limit to what we can do Me and you But mostly Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. We're talking musicals. We are crying with laughter because that was you and me, but mostly me from the Book of Mormon. I mean, I was listening to Big Pun's Capital Punishment on yeah, the way here. Dude. It is a Bronx rap yeah, album. Yeah. He raps and you get fired up. Like yeah. you just, you don't have a choice. It's yeah. loud, it's fast, it's, you just get fired up. Yes. I feel the same way about listening to that. I, my body temperature rises, my heart rate rises. I'm like... I'm fired up. Dude, I'm right. It sends this a similar shiver up my spine. Yeah. There's something about also, I'm like, this could be like, we could wax poetic about this forever, but like the, like the athletic ability of these like people who like sing, the, the Broadway singers. Talk about it. I mean, like it, it is, it is athletic. Like it is like sort of like Olympic level, phys- like an Olympic level physical feat. No doubt. To like be singing these songs eight times a week, to have and the stamina. Like and the off pitch. the court, like players get their like knees iced and all that kind of stuff. Actors and mu- specifically musical actors. It's crazy. Do the same thing. It's crazy. Like they go on vocal rest. Oh yeah. Correct? And like the and like you that's so uh, that's another thing that's like easy to roll your eye. And like that is fully necessary. Like you get why. Right. Like these they are belting these songs like pitch perfect. And they need to again in like Ten hours, yeah, on Sundays. And there's right. something so beautiful about just like hearing a clean, vo- like Dude. hearing someone's like clean Broadway voice. Their like, voices are different than other singers. They are like Kristen Chenoweth yes. could never be a pop star, but right. she would definitely be the perfect Broadway singer. Yes, exactly. There's just like something like. What is it about Broadway voices that there's like a clean it's squeak? Cleanliness. There's like a squeak to it. They're just like clear as a bell. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's like the paradigm for Broadway voice is that the clear as a bell, that like perfect vibrato where you like hear the vibrato, but like just a little. Right. Like you can hear the, the like the diaphragm support. Yes. Like it's just clean and yes. clear, and you feel like they'll never run out of breath. Right. And like you just and that's the athletic training right there. Yeah. All that breath control. It's crazy. It's just insane. Yes. And that's why. Like, then, like, counter to that, there's, like, other, like, weird, like, scruffier alt-Broadway stars, like, Patti Lapone, who's, like, one of the most revered, like, Broadway divas. Like, she has, like, a not-perfect voice, and, oh, like, that's what's cool. unique about her. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Or, like, the Bette Midlers of the world who have, like, a little, like, it's a little bit scratchier, like, not as, like, right. Not right. as Chenowithian. Right. And just like perfectly pitch perfect and clean and clear and like a bell. Right. It's like a little more charactery. Yeah. And that's nice too. We root for Adina Menzel. Hugely. We root for Adina. Hugely. Okay. One of the funniest live television moments of all time is when John Travolta said. Oh. One of the funniest television moments of all time. Definitely. I bet. Definitely. <laughs> the Tonys or at the Oscars maybe. Uh, now introducing the, what was the adjective he used? I want to say the maybe it was wonderful. The incredible. The incredible. No, no. It wasn't the incredible. It was, it was wickedly like, talented. Wickedly talented. Adele Dazim. <laughs> the wickedly talented. As soon as he said wickedly, where yeah. you knew like he didn't know what words were about to come out of his mouth. Changing Adina Menzel to Adele Dazim. How are you going <laughs> to take a swing like that, John? Dazim. The word is right in front of you, and she is the biggest person on Broadway for a decade going. I'll be laughing about that. Will provide me with laughs. The wickedly my- talented Adele <laughs> Dazim. <laughs> Which one is more bold? <laughs> Which one's more bold? Dazim Adele be- on Adina or Dazim on Menzel? To me, Dazim. Dazim is just be- next. 
Next. Because, like, Adele is a singer. Like, Adele is uh-huh. – like, Adele <laughs> – like, I could almost, like, see Adina Menzel, Adele. Like, oh, Adele, I know Adele. Right. Dazim. Dazim. That's coming out of Dazim. <laughs> Menzel. Dazim. Dazim. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let's just start at the first letter. Yeah. One is an M. Yeah. And he went with D. He took the he took the, he took the from D the from Adina and yanked that over. Da. 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 Okay. Adina. So now it's Denzel. Now his last name is Denzel. <laughs> yeah. So then how did he turn that into e. Dazim? Menzel. Where did the L go in Menzel? Yeah. Dazim. Adina Menzel. Eem. It's just that there's no Eem. There's Dean, mm. which I can understand, like, his, like, brain sort of, like, flipping But syllables. that's an I. Yeah. That's Adina. Where'd you get? That's the I. So there's not even, like, another E. No. It's like, two E's in the last name. No. Dazim. Beautiful. Beautiful. Really one of my favorite things that's happened that on That was television. such a popular mistake that um, a friend of ours, I don't remember who it was, but somebody from the pit yes. in New York yes. created a, the John Travolta generator. <laughs> oh, no. It's yeah. just like fucking up celebrities' names. Harvard Sailing Team was on some – we were on the road somewhere, <laughs> and we were like, I wonder if there's a John Travolta generator. And we found out that it was a pit person who made it, and we put in all of our names and got our John oh, Travolta names. Oh, baby. I'm right. going to do that again. Should we see uh, real quick? Should we see what our John Travolta names are? I would love to. I'm here. I would love to. I want – do you even think the John Travolta name generator is still active? I would hope so. Name. Speaking of like one of our favorite musical theater artists, John Travolta, who yes. like made his name as Danny Zuko. Wait, say again? From Greece. I mean, oh, like, yeah. John Travolta's like Mr. Oh, yeah, musical Greece. man. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's like everything's a musical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad news. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Slate yanked it. Slate yanked it. We got the 404 error Shit. message. We will never know. Damn it. We will never know what our Broadway names are according Shit. to John Travolta. Adele, the wickedly talented. The wickedly Adele talented. Dazim. Yikes. <laughs> Good job, John. Yes. But Adina Menzel is one of those probably uh, – Performers with like the A plus plus voice. You right. like they all just seem like valedictorians. Right. Like it's just like you rose to the top. Yeah. Like you've been perfect at this since you were eleven. Congrats. We, I'm sure you have. I certainly have in New York going on auditions. Um, when you stumble into a musical theater audition. Oh baby. When they are out there in the lobby. Yeah. You can't miss them. No. The makeup. The the they're just larger than life. The verve. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 verve. The zhuzh. Wide eyed. Yeah. Wide eyed yeah. and sparkly. And that's why it's easy to tease musical. Right. Because it's so damn wide-eyed and so damn sparkly. Right. Again, is the paradigm. Musicals have evolved so much beyond that. Um, and also, I remember taking a, a class about musicals in, uh, I want to say, maybe even middle school. Like the history of or yes, how they're made? The history. Oh. The history of musicals. And that and jazz, I think, are the only truly original American art forms. Like really? the only sort of like art, art – I know that's – maybe I'm getting this way wrong and this is probably I not. I feel you. Correct. But you know what I mean? Like like art for, like like uh, art Musical theater birth- did not exist no. until America birthed it. We did that. Really? We did that. Interesting. Because I'm sure Again, concerts – musical theater in the way that we know it now. Story- which is like yes. a play with scenes and music in between. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we invented that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if you at any point in your life have ever fast, uh, like dreamed of writing a musical, and then I realized <laughs> that we have. We did write a musical. That's right. The Harvard Sailing Team. The Harvard Sailing Team wrote a musical. Wrote a musical. Yes. Yes. And we were really proud of it. Yeah. And it was funny, and it was like had like a lot of songs. It yes. was like an hour plus, an yeah, hour long, something like that. A lot of songs. And the first time we performed it, there were I remember feeling, and we've talked about this since. Yes. That there's a lot of points where it's like what we're doing. 
we think is funny. Yes. But you're watching just a musical. musical. Like a geeky musical. It's not that funny. Exactly. It's, and like we were like, we need to make it funnier. Exactly. We need more jokes. Otherwise, we just wrote a musical. This either has to be more silly or more sincere. Correct. Because it's right now, it's like fifth, It's like insufficient Trending levels sincere. of both. If, yeah. you haven't, if you haven't chosen silly. We're talking you... about like riding on the friendship. Yes. Friendship. <laughs> we are <laughs> sailing, like on, sailing on the friendship. friendship. <laughs> like that's a cute pun, but it's also like sort of, ah, sweet. I'm Do like, you remember any words from that song? Nobody can tell us where to go or something better though because it's our friendship. friendship. It was very much not just an idea, but a boat. Not the idea, but, but the, the boat. boat. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hell yeah. I would love to write a musical. I would love to write a musical. Yeah? Yes. Uh, where do you even start? Do you start with the songs? I wonder about that. I wonder. Uh I don't know. I I, I don't Probably know. I would, not, I'd be inclined right? to say that you start with like a story that right. you then want to sort of like I don't know. Do you think that there's some music? sort of science behind like Rodgers and Hammerstein or somebody who's yeah. written twelve? Of them, yeah, where they're like you always need to like I uh, wonder have like four ballads. Yeah, three up tempos because like in screenwriting, yeah, like the most stock screenwriting yes. books, they will always say like. On page X, you need to have a chase. Scene. Yes. Like a straight up chasing because the psychology of the person watching yeah. the movie is ready for some sort of excitement yes. now. Yes. And I wonder if with the world of musicals, it's that same thing where it's like on page 50, it's like this person needs to die or this type of song needs to like wake up the audience. There again. definitely are tropes that you can – I'm sure that there are. I'm sure that there are. Yeah. I mean whether it's like like written in stone and like sort of documentable or not. But like I mean the, the tropes of musicals that I am aware of is like obviously there's usually the prologue, which is like the orchestral prologue. That just like goes through all the songs first. You just get you hear a taste without any of the voices. Hear the taste, you just generally just the hear orchestra. the orchestra. Love that. Love it. Yes. And then that's act, literally a mouge bouge. That's a mouge bouge. Right. That's a musical a mouge bouge. Correct. Act one usually ends with a medley. Mm. Like act like right before a the medley. intermission. A couple different songs, people coming in, like remember me for the second half. Tropes that you've heard, like musical oh. tropes that you've heard so far are all together. My like, song is like, yeah, right. You bring your line together, back. it's all together. And it works. Amazing. And we love. And that comes right before the act one that is like right before the curtain falls for intermission yes. whoa yep yep, yep. Um, I do love ca- certain characters themes or just a plays just general thing that we always come back to well that's like the like be- tale as old as time like just like you hear that little yes. like note in Beauty and the Beast throughout and you're like oh yes yeah. I mean Les Mis to me is like the the alpha version of like gorgeous little musical refrains like the little musical refrains that just float throughout yeah. that like you don't even expect. you hear them like five times yeah. over yeah right, love right, that right right right, right. Love that. Yeah. Uh, but – and then, yeah, I, I wonder if there's like sort of a – I would like to see the Rodgers and Hammerstein playbook. I do like, like the trick of ending every play with even the dead characters come back on stage. <laughs> yeah, everyone. <laughs> everyone go The big group. It's okay. We're all together now. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's also the – in musicals, I don't know if there's any different than straight plays. So yeah. I'm going to ask you this. Yes. Straight plays, do they come out and are they celebratory when they wave goodbye? Like they're like, thank you. Interesting. Or are they like, I'm still Brian <laughs> Dennehy? I was like, we did it! Because, like, musicals are, like, singing the songs, and we're all at Disney! So... <laughs> but it's like, everyone else, like, I'm solemn bow. That is so funny. Right. And I, bl- I think that solemn. plays, the curtain calls are in the spirit of the play. I agree. I think you're right. <laughs> I'm Brian... Solemn... Ben- I'm Brian Dennehy. Solemn bow. <laughs> like, hands clasped. This has been hold- death of a salesman. Right. I'm uh, holding my own hand, but I'm also holding yours. No, I'm not I'm, smiling. No, I'm great. We're both no, grateful. A salesman has died on stage today. You're grateful for having seen this play, and I'm, I'm grateful and humbled for having been able to present it to them. Correct. <laughs> Theater. 
We love. We love theater. We'll end there. Oh, God. I am Brian Denny. And I'm Brian Denny. For the No Joke Podcast, I'm Brian Denny. And I'm Brian Denny. And I'm Brian Denny. And I've been Brian Denny. And this has been the No Joke Podcast. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>